welcome to our podcast, She Inspires. A podcast created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage. Designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. I'm Gina Marie. And I'm Haley. Hey, friends! Hi, friends! Hey. It's a good day for podcasting. Always. Always a good day. We are so excited. Mm-hmm. We're very, very excited to be with you, and we're so excited because we have our new friend, Lisa. We have a new friend. We're so happy. We have happy. a new friend. Let's applaud that first. <laughs> Lisa from Blonde Biscotti, and she's here with us. Hello, hello. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We're so excited. We're so excited. Y'all, we have to tell you, we, uh, Gina yes. Marie and I went and got a acai bowl. Actually, I got an acai bowl. Gina Marie accompanied me. I did. To sit with me while I was hungry and ate. Mm-hmm. And... Right next door was Blonde Biscotti. And so we were sitting outside, and it was Saturday. And we had heard from a couple of people that Lisa at Blonde Biscotti was somebody that we needed to talk to mm-hmm. and that we needed to have on our podcast. And so Jeannie and I were sitting there, we're eating, and we're like, okay, well, maybe we can email her or maybe we'll call. And then we're like, let's just march our we're happy here. butts right inside. We're here. So we sure did. We marched right inside, and uh, Gina Marie goes, uh, is the owner here? And Lisa turned on and was like, that's me. <laughs> here she is. And it was perfect, and it couldn't have been better. So Lisa, thank you for, Lisa was just a yes for this, mm-hmm. and a yes for us, and I can tell that, like Gina Marie said, we have a new friend, and just right off the bat with you, that you are a go-getter mm-hmm. and a yes for things, and so I'm so happy you're a yes. yes for this and that you're here. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for the opportunity. I was so excited. I'm very honored that you mm-hmm. that you guys chose mm-hmm. me and said, hey, let's chat. So, yes, it was perfect. Yeah. Will you share with us your vision, how you got here, just a little bit about you so that our listeners and for us, and for us so mm-hmm. we can know your story. Absolutely. Okay, it's a long-winded one. That's okay. So <laughs> Everybody's is long. Yes. You know? Yes. I mean, how do I catch you up on the details with all, all of mm-hmm. this stuff? We exactly. need the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you that I came from oil and gas, mm-hmm. and prior to that, um, I graduated with an MBA. And then prior to that, I went to Texas A&M for my undergrad. And when I was in school, my mom and I would chat about, what do you want to do? And nutrition, I thought, oh, I'm going to be a dietitian working in a hospital setting. But one of the things that I always go back to, everybody goes back to their childhood, Mm. and there were two things that my mother never said no to. One was, on the weekends, that was our time. What can we do? You know, I have school during the week, now it's the weekend, and if I had a million cookbooks in front of me, they were all baking, (laughs) I would look at the baking books and I'd say, Mom, let's make this. She'd never say no. We'd get the ingredients, Mm. and we'd bake together, and that was our time. The second thing she never said no to were books. Mm-hmm. Education was always important to her. Didn't matter what the cost of the book was. If I asked for a book, it was yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up modest. We weren't rich by any mm-hmm. means. And so growing up, we baked all the time. Then throughout college, and I remember one time, um, she had baked this batch of something. And she had, oh, I was on my way to, you know, back to class again. And she's like, oh, take this with you. You've got to eat. I know you're not eating well. You're studying and you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. So I'm eating them. And I grew up in Katy on the west side, so from Katy to College Station is not a long drive. Mm-hmm. And the very first batch that I ever had was blonde biscotti. <gasps> so it were these biscottis, and I had no clue, really. I'd heard of biscottis. I didn't know really what they were. I practically ate the whole box. <laughs> it was like an hour, hour and 15-minute drive, and I was like, these are so good. And so she started baking. She called me up, and um, what would you think of the biscottis? I was like, no, 
good. What did you do? She's like, well, the first three batches I just dumped directly in the trash can. They were that <laughs> awful. And she goes, but then I realized, like, biscottis are twice baked. And the dough, it is so hard to work. Like, I don't know. And so she just got so obsessed with perfecting it. Mm. And then the blonde biscotti, wow. the actual biscotti cookie was born. And so from there, she's like, oh, let's make a chocolate one. And then she kept going. And I said, well, what are in your recipes? Nutrition major, right? I got to check out yes. what's going on in the recipes. So this is all going on. Me still thinking, oh, I'm going to do, you know, something in the dietetic world. And mm-hmm. so I said, well, hey, can you pull the butter out of the recipe? It's a traditional biscotti recipe. There's nothing different about them. They're once baked. She does soft baked ones. And she said, well, yeah, but the ratio. So she spent lots of time, pulled the butter out of a lot of the recipes. So she actually does them and they're, they're lower in saturated fats. They're really good. They're so tasty. Mm-hmm. So, so you from have there, both. So we do. Some are baked right. butter. So, so when you come in the store, if you look at the card, there's hearts on certain biscottis, and those are the ones that are not baked with butter. So from there, she said, well, let's make a chocolate. So all of a sudden, after, oh my gosh, over a decade, she came up with over 50 recipes. She kept telling me, I want to open a store. And, you know, we kept going through this whole thing. And at the time, I graduated with nutrition. But while I was studying abroad in Italy... I actually came back from that trip. I was studying abroad with NYU's Mediterranean program, and it was awesome, thinking I'm going to get my master's in nutrition, continue on, get my RD, which is my registered dietetics license, and keep moving forward. Can I say my mouth is watering as soon as I'm Mediterranean? <laughs> it was amazing. All we did on this trip, I say all we did, we did a lot of really awesome, we had classwork and stuff, yes. but we got to taste everything from wines to foods. We did this, I remember this one specifically, we went to the lemon garden, and everyone had an Italian food item on their and we all had to go find these items at this, like, farmer's market. Um, mine was tomatoes, so pomodoro. <laughs> so I go, and I'm like, oh, okay, what can I bring? And you had to bring enough to feed at least everyone, like, a slice of something of your particular item. Wow. So I go, and I find these awesome tomatoes, and we're walking around the market, and my friend, who, who her name is also Lisa, she had to get some sort of cheese, if I remember correctly. I think it was mozzarella. So we're looking around, we get our item, we get back, and I remember thinking, how are we going to feed? Like, I've got at least, like, 12 really decent tomatoes. Do you know we were full by the time the picnic? We had oh over, tw- we had about 20 students, a little over maybe, and everyone got a bite of something. It was the most amazing picnic. I wish we could transfer the food I over. Oh, my god! I know. It was awesome. It was a great experience. Oh, And, wow. like, throughout my whole life, I've always built on my experiences mm-hmm. moving forward. So having that baking with my mom having the nutrition background, and then also going on this particular trip. Well, I ended up coming back a little bit early, and on the plane ride back from Amsterdam to Houston, I sat next to the corporate manager of my very first job. So I ended up in oil and gas. Wild. And everyone would look at my resume and say, you have a cooking degree. I'm like, no, no, a not a culinary school. I don't know if you know. <laughs> so then from there, it turned into this, well, okay, what is it that you're wanting to do? And I said, well, now I think I want to do business. You know, mm. and the whole time my mom's like, let's open up a Scotty bar. Yes. <laughs> like, Mom's in the background yes. like, come on. Yeah, she's like cheering. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay in corporate, but I'm going to help you and we'll do something because I really wanted her dream to come true. And over the years, it totally became my dream and the idea of and everything she's good at, I'm not. Mm. Her recipes, she understands the chemistry. She gets, she gets it beyond like – Anything I could, I would love to take her recipes and then repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. I've actually made one. I'm pretty proud of it. It's the chai spice. Oh, yeah. So with I our biscottis, well, we do biscotti teas as well. Mm-hmm. So we actually put tea in the biscotti because one thing we oh. found is teas are delicate. Brew a cup of tea, um, and you'll notice that whether it's like a fruit biscotti where it's got like cran cherry, coconut, it masks the subtle flavors and subtleties in the tea. So we said, well, wait a second. What if we did like a citrus honey lavender 
things that go naturally paired well with teas. Mm. So we started putting tea in the batters. And so our biscotti tea, so the chai spice one was the very first one. I said, Mom, let's call them biscotti teas. And she goes, okay. <laughs> she loved it. She was like, this that's, is genius. Yes, I love that. So that's the one I was like, okay. I actually stole part of a recipe and tweaked it. And then she helped. And then we put that one together. And so mm. the biscotti tea is one of our biscotti teas. Citrus honey lavender is another one. So we also have fruit scotties, and then we have sweet ones, which the natural blonde fits under. And it's kind of like a vanilla base with a hint of almond. That's like the one I told you that was the very first yes. one. The second one, the nutty brunette. I know that our <laughs> podcast listeners can't see, but I am brunette. So <laughs> if you come into the store, you'll notice that it's named after a certain someone. That's yeah. So my mom's blonde. I always joke and call her the natural blonde. I'm the nutty brunette. And then the rich red is a red velvet. And it's really oh, awesome because wow. my sister dyed her hair once, and it was red. And I said, hey, so I would joke and say, she's the rich red for part time. <laughs> so, but those are our signatures and all of this kind of, I remember when I first talked to her, it was probably, I graduated from a in 2008 and I said, well, you know, I love your biscottis, but how do you know? Like, first of all, how's your market? So I'm going back to the B school, right? I had a minor in business in A&M and then I ended up later getting my MBA and I, I lean heavy on that. I sit there and I say, well, okay, yeah, who's your market? Because my first initial thought and oh my God, ladies out there, if you ever think, I can't do it, I can't do it. I can't tell you how many times I thought the same, but you <laughs> yeah. should, and you should try it. But going back to the market, I looked at it and I said, okay, well, when I show people it, they say, well, one, what's a biscotti? Yeah. yeah. What is a biscotti? They don't, there's not really anyone doing anything like mm. this. So I thought, okay, so fear of that market. You don't know what it is. Will you like it? Will you not? Right. How is that going to turn out? Um, and then maybe they won't try it because they're not interested. They're like, oh, biscotti. The other part is people know what a biscotti is, but they're going to associate it with something from another company that's harder, something that our product has recreated. Mm. It's so different. Mm. So if they have that, oh, no, I don't like those. I don't want to try it because I already know I don't like a biscotti. So that's the other market. And you're sitting there, okay. And the third one is, I love biscottis. <laughs> I love how crunchy and hard they are. Yeah. And I thought, hmm, well, what, so who's our market? Mm -hmm. So over time, excuse me, <clears throat> Over time, I said, you know, I don't know, like, where do we start with this? And then we started trying to, like, batch them, and we do test kitchens, and people just loved them. Their response was so great. So I was in the middle of my corporate job. I was living in uh, Orange County out in Irvine in California. I was working with my corporate job at BP, so I was in oil and gas, and I was in their natural gas trading group. And my mom calls me, and she says, hey, what are you doing? And I said, well, they actually just called the transfer me to Salt Lake. And she said, wow, okay. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the biogas group, and now they want me 100% on biogas. My boss is out of Salt Lake City. She said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, I was really hoping to move back to Houston. That's where my family's from. Like, that's where you guys are. That's where I moved from to get to Orange County. And I thought, well, it's really kind of not going the direction I thought it would. But and I loved that job. I loved everyone I worked with at BP. I still talk to them. I've had some come in and say, hey, and be so supportive oh, with, I, with what I'm doing amazing. now. It is, and it was a hard choice, but I said, okay. I, I, it was scary. It was intimidating. Yeah. I remember looking at the bank account going, okay, have I planned well enough? Have I saved enough? Have I done this? Am I really ready to make this commitment? And so my mom said, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Like, if you want to do this, I said, okay. So I did. I, I called back after they had told me. They gave me the weekend to think about it, and I said, you know, I think I'm going to pursue another opportunity, but thank you for this offer. So the next six months I spent training up a replacement, mm -hmm. and I worked myself out, and then coming back to Houston last summer, now it's been, it was 10 months later than we finally opened our doors. Yeah, so we had our soft opening June 26th of 2017. Yeah, it's crazy. And then now we had our grand opening two weekends ago. 
So, yeah, that's kind of like the vision of where we started, where we've been. We've talked about it for 10 years. The business name, we I came up in the middle of grad school, so I was getting my MBA at the UT program here in Houston. And I remember I was sitting, I remember exactly where I was. Um, I had a townhome on the west side, just close to BP. And I was sitting in my office, kicked back. I had remodeled it just the way I liked it. And it was like this soothing, I love to study sort of atmosphere. And I remember kicked back and I called her because she was at work. And I said, Mom, I know, I know what we're going to call it. She's like, what? And I was like, it's got to be Blonde Biscotti because that's the first one. That's the one, that's the one, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you look at our logo, you'll notice there's two coffee beans. Because that's what, like, coffee and biscotti, that's mm -hmm. the pairing that they originally go with. And we, we choose all premium coffees. We care exactly how they're prepared and how they're served. But the two coffee beans, there's one big bean and there's another little bean. So between the big bean and the little bean, there's always these symbols between what we've done, you know, with the biscotti names and Nutty Brunette, all the way to our logo, mm -hmm. to how we named it, to if you come in store, we do a baker's dozen in our box. Our biscotti box has 13, but you only pay for 12. Well, my birthday's on the 13th, and it's always been like one of those lucky numbers for me. And I thought, you know what? After a box of biscottis, you've earned the 13th. Well, that was <laughs> that's so that's amazing. Yeah. That's oh kind my of a, gosh. I just like have feel goods in me. I, right now. me too. I feel so good. I just have feel good. I'm so excited for you. Oh, yes. I mean, what a big move. Because we've talked to a lot of women, and a lot of them have left jobs that they weren't crazy about. So the transition, although it was scary, it was um, it just felt a little easier because you're like, you know, I'm, I'm ready to do something that I love with people that I love, and it's amazing that you were loving your job, loving the people you're with, and you still knew like. There's more. Something else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's right. more. I mean, that's huge. I, I feel like that's right. Well, I think for me, my personality, I always wondered. So I would work, and I'm, I'm one of those, I was a workaholic. I would mm. stay. I remember seeing 9 o'clock on the clock at BP. I would get in early. Trading starts 7 a.m. Central Time. Back up two hours in California. If I had to get a hold of a trader, I'd get up at 4.30. I was always so dedicated to my work, and I remember thinking, wow, okay, I know what I'm putting into this, but what could I do if it was mine? Like, what could I really do? And I remember mm -hmm. I hit a certain number. I'm not going to say how old I am, but I will say. <laughs> when I hit a certain number and I got out of my 20s, I hit the 3-0. I was actually in my favorite city. I celebrated in Chicago. I flew up to Chicago. Such a vibrant city. I would love to open a ball and study there someday. Oh, Put it in the future. Oh, yes. totally. It's there. It's, out there. it's in one of those goal boxes. Yep. That's but yeah, right. so I remember being there and I was like, okay, when? When am I going to try this? You know, I don't know where this road's going to take me, but every sign since I've resigned to, even before then, everything has worked to just kind of say, hint, hint. And I believe mm -hmm. that everything happens for a reason. Right. And my personality, I was like, you know, I, I really feel like I have it in me. I want to try something. I've always been, I've always thought big too. My mom would always joke and say, oh no, Lisa doesn't do anything little. She does it big and then times <laughs> 10, you know. <laughs> so I thought, well, okay, what can I do? You know, I've been given those tools. I went through an amazing MBA program with amazing you know, colleagues. I thought, all right, what can I do? And then I always see those inspiring stories. I have to give a few shout outs. Like there's some, and I don't even know them personally, mm. but you pick, you pick those people that inspire you. So you two ladies, even though I've known you for a short period of time, you're already on my radar. Um, I also have to say there are others in the industry 
there's a particular cookie dough place out of New York, and she has no idea who I am. But I swear if I meet her someday, I would just melt. But I watch her, and I'll see interviews, Sprinkle Cupcakes. Mm. I've watched her in, like, so many different settings. Um, And then you just watch, and you take things, and you see how they react, or you hear of a news line story, and, like, wow, they overcame this, or look at how they're branching. And you watch, and you have those questions, like, well, how did you get here? How did you grow? What did you do? And could I be her someday? Mm-hmm. Like, could I do that? And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know. But I can tell you that since we've opened, since a year ago that I resigned, I've learned so much. And that, I swear, if I could be like a college student for the rest of my life, I would. That would be like the perfect job. Dream. I love mm-hmm. learning. I know, right? Yes. But I just, I had to, I had to just take that leap. And I have to tell everyone out there, if you've ever thought about it and it's scary, you don't know tomorrow, you don't. I don't either. But I can tell you this much. Everything I've encountered, I've found a solution for. Everything's about problem solving. So if you just practice your problem solving skills and you take every step and you problem solve your way through it, and you you will you will be given those resources. Mm-hmm. They will come across your path. You'll meet really cool people, mm-hmm. great ladies. <laughs> Someone will just walk into your shop all bubbly and say, hey, Oh my gosh, hey! <laughs> it's us. We're here. <laughs> Oh, oh I so love that. And you know out. what that is? Because it's taking everything a step at a time. And I think where we take ourselves out is when we try to solve a hundred steps ahead of us. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, I'd love to do this. And I don't know how to do step 100. So I'm just not going to do it at all. It's discouraging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When in reality, the path is, why don't you start at step one? Try that. And then, you know what? Not giving up. Because let me tell you how many barriers I would hit a wall and go, oh, hmm, go around it. Try to climb over it. Right. But that that's easy to say. But it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do. Yes. Well, and that's been a common theme of us in interviewing female entrepreneurs, and I hear from you too, is that it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And though we don't want it to be that way, Gina Marie called me the other day. She goes, I – did not have a great yoga practice. And I go, Gina Marie, why is that? And she goes, I couldn't do the thing we were doing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, got it. She was like, I was just getting so frustrated with myself and I couldn't do it. And we talked about it and then I was like, oh. And it's the same for me too. There are days when I go into my yoga practice is such a, mm-hmm. a mirror for me and Gina Marie like in our own lives. And it's like, I can't do something and I beat myself up. When in reality... If I could do everything, I wouldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like so if true. I could do all the yoga poses in all the world and everything to perfection, I wouldn't get on my yoga mat mm-hmm. anymore Cause, because I believe as humans, like it is innate in us that we do like a challenge. Mm-hmm. We do like work. We do like being challenged physically, intellectually. That's why we do yoga. We do physical activity and then intellectually solving problems is it fuels us. It gives us something to wake up and do every single day. And that is why, you know, in, in facing challenges, whether it's in opening a business, whether it's in with relationships or whether it's in everyday life, it's a lean in, go into it and see what, what can get created from that? Because that's how you create life. And life really is, I mean, I'm just sitting here talking to myself right now because I'm like, Oh yeah, life is just like a circle of challenges. You get over it the small ones, and then you find bigger ones. Yeah. <laughs> you have to deal with those. You mm-hmm. do. You do. You're so 100% right. Mm-hmm. Like you are. But it's not, it's not, 
being discouraged by them. Mm-hmm. And that the, the ones when you said, like, well, how did she do it? How did she get there? Because she didn't stop. Mm-hmm. Because because whenever – so I one of my mom's – one of her, like, inspirations, she did Mary Kay when mm-hmm. I was younger. Mm-hmm. And she read her book, and she watched her seminars. That is who inspires her. So whenever I hear anything, she quotes her. Every time I turn on one of her famous quotes – or I say quotes, I might not get it exact, but basically was you get five minutes a day, that is it for a pity party. Five mm-hmm. minutes, because what is that pitying going to do? So you get five minutes, you wake up in the morning, go ahead, whatever you want to pity yourself for, whatever it was that day, you get five minutes, do it, that's mm-hmm. it, because that is not productive, it mm-hmm. will just hold you back, your frame of mind, the state that you're thinking, so don't for two seconds think that all of us don't have that inside, because we do, you get discouraged. The, the, the difference is, is how quickly are you going to rebound from that? Mm-hmm. How quickly are you going to say, I'm putting that away now, and now I'm going to problem solve? Or whatever it is. And like you said, the problems just get bigger sometimes. <laughs> like if right. I told you, oh my God, two weeks in, our air conditioning went out. Oh. <laughs> if you go, and oh, in welcome Houston. to Houston, oh, ladies and everybody. gentlemen. In the oh. summer, not fun. Oh yeah. I have a picture on my Facebook of a selfie on me top of, on top of the roof. Okay. I'm in business clothes on top of the roof saying, yep, it's hot. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out here with my guy trying to fix the AC. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when that's in, and everything is a first time mm-hmm. and those first times you learn, your learning curve is steep, but don't let it discourage you. Right. That's my key message out of everything. Like if you just keep going at it, sometimes it takes you longer. Sometimes you look back and go, oh my God, I can't believe I made that decision. What was I thinking? Yeah. Like, I wish that I had known that, yeah, but that's okay because that's the learning curve. Mm-hmm. As long as you're okay with learning, you continue to grow, and you take five minutes, that's all you get, mm-hmm. and then you cut it off because later at 3 p.m. when you're like, oh, my gosh, it's all like, I can't know. You know, five minutes. You already had your five minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you already had Tomorrow, your five minutes. You're cut. That's oh, it. No wow. more. How did you guys decide on the location? Because I know you said you're you are living mm-hmm. on the west side of town, which for those of you that are not living in Houston, that is a drive. That is a drive, and with traffic, it is a commitment. Ooh, for don't sure. even get us started. Yes, because uh. the Blonde Biscotti store, the brick and mortar, is in Montrose area, which is the center of Houston, mm-hmm. and where Lisa lives is not. We joke if you look at a map. We like to call it um, East San Antonio. Yeah, because it's like a two that and a far. half hour drive from Houston to San Antonio, and we're not quite that far, but we're far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I originally grew up on the west side, and that's where my mom always wanted to be. And you know, coming back to Katy was economically feasible for me. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, all right, I will pick a place out there. We'll start there, and then at the same time, I said, where's the trendiest place in Houston? So before I actually came back, I was working with a broker who I called and said, I've got a vision. I know what I want. Show me what you got. And he said, okay. And I met him through another person. So it's funny how things have all connected. Mm -hmm. Um, He was amazing. So he'd send me an email and he would say, okay, this is what I'm looking at. And uh, Google Maps, technology these days. You don't even have to be. So I'm looking and I'm going, oh, you know. And then I knew the area. You know, I knew Houston better than, Mm -hmm. you know, where I was living in California for sure. But so I said, okay. And then there would be times I would fly back in between on business before I was completely, you know, transitioned away. And I, I looked and I said, oh, nope, that's not what we're looking for. Good area, but no. And then this one popped up. And it was a second generation space, which basically means that someone had come in and done some of the build out, which is so helpful when it comes to cost. Mm. However, we learned from them. We 
that somebody may not have built things to spec can you redo so it was not exactly the easiest um it took a 10-month build out which should have taken probably two to four months but we got there but yeah I remember when I saw the space I walked and we didn't have the key we didn't have access to get in and the windows Mm -hmm. are all on which is actually the south side of the building but the main front is on West Gray and then they wrap around the side of Columbus Street which faces the school and I just remember seeing from the outside all of the glass windows and I said yes I saw the bones and I said yes and I said oh my gosh how do I start this process? Oh, and let me tell you about commercial leases. I know just enough to get us in trouble. Oh my gosh, I know nothing. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. When the AC goes out, it's all me for placement and everything. So don't think landlord. Yeah, it's very different. But I just remember thinking, yeah, I, I want this. I want to try for this spot. And I was really nervous. Like, what if we don't get it? What if another bid comes in? And we, every like I said, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. It happened for us. Yes. So, yeah, I saw that space, and I said, okay, this is the one. And I remember my mom going, it's in Montrose. And she's calculating (laughs) the drive in her head. And I said, look, it's the place where we need to be. If anyone's going to give us a shot, if anyone's going to be supportive, it's local. Mm -hmm. They absolutely love Trendy. It's something new. It's something different. Mm -hmm. We have so many more ideas. So one of the things that we do with our biscottis is, you know how you have cookie cakes? We have biscotti cakes. We take our biscotti dough. And with certain recipes, for instance, the natural blonde is one, we can bake it into a cookie that's a round cookie cake size, and we can put a custom message on it, a little icing. And so there was this mother that came in, and I can't have to tell you, I have a million stories, but the one to share is this woman that came in, she was so excited when she saw the biscottis. She goes, my son makes me pick up biscottis. I had to buy all this biscotti for his birthday because he didn't want a cake, he wanted biscotti. He's obsessed. And I remember going, oh my, at first it was intimidating because I was like, oh, I hope he loves them. Yes. Um, but she just like, she tried one. She's like, he's going to love these. Oh my God. And I said, well, by the way, we do these birthday cakes. And she goes, oh my God. Oh my God. I have, he's going to be so obsessed with this. And so... The reactions that I get from people mm. and the love that we get in Montrose, hands down, I want to say after the first week of opening, my mom goes, nope, we should, we definitely pick the right spot. Like we are in the right community. Yes. We are just the support, just everything. Mm. And I knew that I knew Houston. I knew where we were. Yeah. I knew I, I love, I'm kind of a foodie, although I feel like that word's always a funny one, but I do love to try restaurants out mm-hmm. and I love trying new spots. So being anywhere inside the loop and understanding where I yeah, I just loved it. And I said, yeah, Montrose is the way to go. Well, and it really is true. I only know of one place in Houston that had biscotti. They don't have it anymore. It was Toot Sweet. Oh, yeah. East of downtown. I and I used to go them. to pick them up for my dad. Yeah. My dad loves biscotti. It's yeah. his number one dessert that he would want. And um, the past, like, I'm sorry. Your dad would love biscotti. He loves. He's a riot. And he's a big. I can see him. He's serious Italian man, and like he biscotti is just like in his bones. We'll bring him next. And yeah. Oh yes, he's coming. He's gotta go. He lives. They moved to because I'm from Houston too. Yeah. They moved to Dallas when I was in college, Um, and I used to go to Toot Sweet and get him for him anytime I would go to Dallas or like he would come here and then the past month no way longer than that like gosh maybe year I would call them to be like my dad loved your biscotti like do you have any and they finally told me they stopped making them we stopped making them and so you sister are like right in 
coming in hot to save my dad. Mr. Vincent's <laughs> going to be real happy. So excited. Well, I can tell you something even more exciting. Ooh, what? Well, I'm working on the website and I'm trying to get it so that you can order. And I would love, I'm I'm working. So like I said, everything happens in order. And as you meet new people, I'm yes. working on logistics right now. I'd love to ship them nationwide. That'd so be awesome. you order awesome. online from, you know, your house. Yes. You know, whatever you're wearing that day. And then you say, ship yes. to my dad. And then for his birthday, he can have a biscotti box. That's genius. Pairing it with your coffee or teas that we carry. Yes. Because love we do it. the biscotti teas. Yes. We actually do some traditional ones that go really well with wines. We do a goat cheese mm. and herb for our savories. So all wow. of that in time. Give us some time. We're still like the first six weeks of opening. I love that you have these visions, though. I oh, do, too. We have lots you of know ideas. what? And that's what makes this so special. And you're spot on for me. I want to go spend my money at your establishment. Me, too. And why is because of how much love and care and attention you put into this. Like, you're sitting here talking, also, so out of my wheelhouse. Coconut, lavender, honey, whatever. And I'm just like, I just want to eat it. I don't know what it means. I don't know what any of that. I just let me eat it. I'll do it. Yeah. And though I can tell, you've not only, you and your mom, have not only put in love and care, you've also done a lot of work to design and develop your product, which is biscotti, in a way that, well, really, like, like really actually make a difference for people. Mm-hmm. We do you know, gluten-free as well. I don't know if oh I mentioned that earlier. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're so gluten-free. Funny. We're gluten-free. We've Excuse me. Do you know what's crazy? We didn't think we could eat them. Oh, my God. They're gluten-free. There's two gluten-free options we have right now, and we're continuing to spend. No, we, yeah. Excuse my me, jaw everyone. Dropped. I don't know if you <laughs> heard that. dropping. Sorry, I should have prefaced Everyone. <laughs> there are some without butter, and there are some gluten-free. It's Get amazing. yourself there. Tell so us the about chocolate them. cherry almond is the one that she always sells out of. It just goes so fast. It's so funny because I have the taglines below on the cards, and it says gluten free. There's a big GF on like the little tag, so I'm hoping you'll recognize gluten free. You know GF, yeah. but um, so many people love it. It's really gorgeous. It's got sliced almonds on top, and it's the only one that has that Yum. really like you can see the chocolate chunks and the cherry chunks inside. Wow. And it's so good. So many people buy them. And I'm like, oh, I'll even say, you got our gluten-free option. And they look at me like, huh? Yeah. And then they eat it. They're like, how is this gluten-free? I'm like, well, there's this wonderful mix. And it's the flowers that she uses. And it's awesome. It's perfect. You can't tell. It's oh, my gosh. And I remember, I, I still have to be honest, though. In the beginning, when she tried, she came to me and she goes, Lisa, what is gluten-free? Oh, hey, yes. Great question. And I said, oh, my gosh. She was so cute. But she, this woman does her homework. She's very calculated. And so if you tell her. She'll go back and she'll, she'll, okay, okay. So she'll Google, she'll look up, she'll read about it. She'll come back now. Tell me again exactly why, like, is it only that she goes to the nth degree of making sure, like, did I wash the spatula? Are we using separate, like, it Amazing. Incredible. So, appreciate. Well, yeah. I wow. mean, and then explaining to her, I remember I had a project. So um, during my undergraduate degree in nutrition, one of the classes we had to take was in a lab setting where we had to understand baking on a chemistry level. So we took three years of chemistry, two organics, two biochems, two, yeah, yeah, and then two gen chems. So um, understanding the molecules and what happens in the digest- digestive tract mm-hmm. along with any of those disease-related states, how, how do they interact? Well, I remember this girl, we had a project, and you had to modify a recipe. 
So it didn't matter what recipe you picked. You could pick any recipe, whatever modification you wanted. We had a variety, and then we had to make this thing. We had to turn it in with a report, and then we all had to share it. And I remember, oh, all of the groups, because it was a group project, there was probably at least five different groups with five different dishes, and I was blown away. Not only did I think we had an awesome product and an awesome project ourselves, but we got to taste the other groups. Mm. Well, our project, one of the girls in our group had celiac, and she said, I want to be able to eat my wedding cake. And I just, it's so important to me. I can't imagine how it's a ceremony, you cut the cake and you don't eat it? Like, how do you, how do you? So she said, can we make a gluten-free cake? And this recipe that I create, I want to be able to pass it along to a baker, and I want this to be my wedding cake. And of course, who's going to argue with that? Yeah. <laughs> so we said, okay. So we got excited. And I remember I was probably 19 in this class, maybe 20 at the time. So I bring over some stuff to help bake. And I'm like, okay, all right, I've got the sifter for the flour. And she goes, um, she put it back in my bag. She goes, kindly, let me explain. And yeah, I said, sure. No yeah, no, 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 no. She goes, I said, no, it's clean. And she goes, no, 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 no. I'm so sensitive that the tiny little specks of gluten matter to me. Not to every spectrum, but they matter. Mm -hmm. And so it's one thing to read about it in the textbook, but then to meet people, to understand. I had a lady come in, and she says, okay, I have nut allergies. And she has come back every other day, at least for the past three weeks. She's amazing. I won't say her name, but she knows who she is. She's awesome. <laughs> and she comes in, and she, she reminds me of these things. She'll say, okay, um, you know how you do almond milk in the pitchers, and you steam that on the coffee? She said, you don't mix. And I said, no, but you know what I'm going to do? Now I'm going to go buy gold pitchers. So I spent more money because they were expensive. And now I've got gold pitchers on bar. Those are the only ones we can steam almond milk. Things like that matter. Wow. Yes. So our gluten-free, getting back to that, it was important that we had gluten-free. But I remember the first, the first like million attempts <laughs> yeah. were so failures. And I remember one time my mom got so discouraged. She's like, Lisa, I just don't think I can do it. And I said, oh, babe, we have to. You've got to try. Yes. She, I, I kept reminding her, remember how good. Look at the first biscotti you did with the natural blonde. Like, look at where that one was. She's oh, okay. So she yeah. got back in there. And this chocolate cherry almond will blow you away. She has another one, which I think she might revise. It's a vanilla almond orange, and it's dipped in dark chocolate, which is so tasty. Wow. Okay, that one, and it's funny because now we have people coming in. They'll see them both on the, and there's one group that says, no way, chocolate cherry almond is like the total beater of all biscottis in the bar. And then they have the other group of the gluten-free group that says, no, 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 vanilla almond orange, I don't care who you are. Like, there's like a 50-50 going for both of them. But my mom says, you know, as great as the dark chocolate is, I think I want to change it to a white chocolate. Vanilla, dark chocolate, I don't know, it, like the... Overall, so I think she might revise it. She's always thinking like that. When That's people so come cool. in, like, what can I do? How can I make it better? It's never just, okay, here's my product. Let's go. Like, this is what we have. It's, what can we do? Mm. So our next, oh, and I have to say we're having a lot of failures with this one, is vegan. Mm -hmm. It's really tough because, so a girl came to me. She says, okay, so what's in your biscottis? I'm like, wow, okay, which one? Like, that's, yeah. like, that's like, we have like 16 on bar at the moment. So like, what are we talking here? Like, are you like nut allergy? Like, this could be a long conversation. And she says, well, you know, I'm just making sure that I don't have any allergies or, like, if it's vegan. She goes, do you have butter? She's like, I see that you don't have – so I'm confused. Why – if this one doesn't have butter, how come it's not vegan? I said, oh, there's the eggs. Mm -hmm. She goes, oh, the eggs. And I said, okay. She says, well, can you take them out? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a funny thing. We tried that. That's not going well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going well at all, but we'll get there. You know, just give us some time. And we've gotten so many requests. And people come in and remind us of things that we're like, oh. And I have to say, to today, most of the ideas have been collaboration between her and I. And that's, a, like I said, like the best marriage between her and I. Like, she's everything I'm not, and I'm everything she's not. 
She's my perfect compliment. I can't say that enough. But at the same time, I can't tell you how many people have given us such brilliant ideas just coming in. And I'll ask them, can I use that? And they're like, oh, yeah, please. Can you bake it for me? You're like, yeah. Yes. I will try. I will do. Yeah, I will try. I love that about y'all. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're so focused on who you are serving. And, I mean, that I can't even tell you how many times. So I'm gluten-free. I also don't eat dairy. And um, I can't tell you. Let me back up. I make an exception on the dairy sometimes. Um, but I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a restaurant or something, and I've asked for gluten-free options mm-hmm. or for something like that, and I have felt wrong or I have felt like a problem for having these needs in a restaurant. And um, it's just so lovely when you come across people that are like, okay, yeah, okay, well, we'll work on something. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you may not be able to have this one, but you can have this one. And I just, I think that's a beautiful place to be in and like a real partnership with with your clients and who's coming in. And well, you guys are what make us like who we are. Yeah. And without you guys, what would we be? And that's, and it's always important to me, like, we're, so I'm only half Italian, but my mom's full-blooded. And if you come over to the house and you walk in and she's making something, would you like to eat whatever it is that she's made? Like, would you like some? And you're like, oh, you know, I just ate lunch. And you're like, no, mom, I'm fine. Thanks. But, but, you know, maybe later, five minutes later, but you haven't had the lasagna. Would you like to try it? (laughs) Mom, you just asked me about it. She will try to feed you 20 times in one day. She does it at the shop. The baristas will walk by, they'll look hungry. She's like, here, this is the biscottians. You should eat these. (laughs) I'm going, okay, mom. I got yeah, but it's always one of those things, like, growing up in that entire Italian environment, my grandmother, I have to talk about her. She's amazing. Um, we always have all of the holidays at her place and at her house, and she is all about, okay, she, I mean, I do not how know, know how one woman puts on the show she does for wow. 12 people every single time, and she doesn't even look exhausted. She's like, no, this is what you do. And she's like, all right, and she prepares everything, and it's flawless, and it's amazing, and it's tasty. And so growing up, that's, like, that's what you do. Yeah. So that's kind of the culture that I was raised in. My grandmother's incredibly Italian, and of course, that's where my mom gets it from. Well, and you know what I love too about specifically the gluten free, as this is speaking to our hearts, mm-hmm. is that you also want to make something gluten free that tastes freaking delicious. Yes, because there's sometimes you know, and oh, yes. you're right. I'm not saying my that the the gluten free options or the vegan that that's not always the easiest to make. I remember one time, this was before I was gluten-free, Gina Marie made brownies. Okay. (laughs) Please do tell more. So I've been gluten, I guess we're going on two years now though, Gina Marie. So this would have been like two years ago. Gina Marie made brownies. not my best recipe. But she goes, these, I think these brownies are really good. These might be my favorite brownies. At the time, this was two years ago. You've made better brownies since then. And she goes, Haley, try one of these. I literally put it in my mouth and I was like, I'm Yeah, she had to spit it out. Oh no. I couldn't. I, I could not really, do it. I really, really went. Um, like I really took a gamble with these. I put in some ingredients that I just don't think should have been in there. There was like a like a sub for butter was like avocado. Yeah. Okay. Or so something. yeah, <laughs> like, people have that it is. Yeah. <laughs> however, I didn't know how to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and because I love avocado, I put oh, like funny. too much in. So it would. It, it, was it, was just, it was weird. It was weird. weird. It was no, strange. I I would not recommend it. And so, and I said, and so I know that it's not always simple or easy to make something that tastes mm-hmm. incredible, and yet it makes such a difference. And you know, like you said, you know, going to restaurants, and they'll have 
something, but it's something simply to please yeah. the 1% that's coming to the restaurant that's going to have to have a dietary restriction. Or it's commercially made because mm-hmm. they don't have the time and we want to make the time. But And that's the other thing. We won't serve it if it's not tasty. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing about baking. Okay, let's talk about cooking and baking. Cooking, you taste it. You go, oh, it's too salty. Well, you can't really do much with that. But, oh, it's not salty. You add more. You can adjust. Yeah. Okay, you bake it. Did you take out the avocados after you baked it? <laughs> oh, you were you had to, exactly So now you right. have to have the time to start over. Mm-hmm. So remember we talked about that discouragement? Like, oh, wow. Yes. Like you, okay, so after the fifth one you've dumped in the trash, like you want to cry, right? Right. But it takes time. Mm-hmm. If you continue on, you'll get there. And, and that's our model. money, too. Oh, I know. You know, know. what I mean? Oh, like, yes. Because you're right. You can't just... Uh, Add in more flavor or, no. you know, add in more water or something like that. You have to wait till the end result. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then start at square one. And plus, how many hours is that? Yeah. What does it take you to mix it, measure, and then bake it? and mm-hmm. then Go to the store and get the things. Yeah. Oh, and then, by the way, that's after the store closed. You've cleaned up most of the kitchen, and now it's almost midnight, and you have to be at the shop the next morning at yeah. 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's an hour drive in, so, oh, you have to wait. Yeah. So we, we've been doing, like, crazy 20-hour days lately. So it's tough to experiment. Wow. We're still learning a lot, but it's important to us. Mm-hmm. But we also appreciate the appreciation yes. from you guys saying, okay, they've got gluten-free. They're starting. I'm we excited. Know. Oh, my yeah. God. We're coming in. Well, oh, oh, I already God. said I was coming. When Gina Marie and I walked into the space, the space is beautiful. Yeah, the space is beautiful. It Let's is talk clean. About it. it is mm-hmm. fresh. It is a place mm. you'd want to go and stay. Yes. And be in. And... They have Wi-Fi, so I'm really excited. I told you, I was like, I'm going to come in here in the morning, and well, now I can get myself with the Scotty. Exactly. I was like, I'll come and get a coffee, and I'll just hang out and do some work in the morning, and then get on with my day, and and I love that because I have one of my best friends, used to live in Houston, and she works from home. She was always looking for somewhere to go to find, one, Wi-Fi so she could work, a quiet place, a beautiful place, and she likes to switch it up. You know, so she had a couple coffee shops, and then after six months, she was like, I want another spot. Yeah. And your spot is perfect for that. Yeah. I mean, like, it, and it's got the light, and it's got big tables, and it's got plenty of space, and you have the coffee and the snacks, and it's that's, that's what I can't wait to do is come mm-hmm. in and park my little booty on a Go corner by it. a window and drink some coffee come and eat a it. dark cherry chocolate biscotti. Come on in. Yeah. Wow. You're more than welcome. Invited. All of you are invited. This is so amazing. Your amazing. story is fantastic, and we can't wait to support you. Mm-hmm. Really. I mean, anything we can do. And vice versa, too. Like, I really love your vision and everything that you guys do. I'm, I'm, I'm just amazed. When I started listening to your very first podcast, like we talked about earlier, I just remember thinking, wow, you know, I've always had thoughts, and most of the time I keep them to myself. I think something, and I remember hearing your thoughts on your first podcast. Mm -hmm. I remember how you described the concert with Lady Gaga, and I remember thinking to myself, oh, yeah, I totally – not only did I agree, but I thought it ten times, but I never said it. Mm -hmm. And you you actually reached out, and I remember getting, like, goosebumps listening to you because I was like, oh, my God, they did what I – why didn't I do that? But you you ladies did it. Mm -hmm. You said what you were thinking. You said – so support goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And now it's coming full circle because now what you're saying is being shared, and there are other women who are now inspired to go after your dreams, exactly. and that's what we're all about. That's what we're all about. It's connecting incredible, impactful, inspiring women 
here in Houston and across the world. Mm-hmm. And so tell people, where can they find you? Yeah. Where can they find where the Where can they find y'all? <laughs> well, our address is 1000 West Gray in Houston, and the zip code is 77019. If you want to find us on the website, it's www.blondebiscotti.com. And hopefully, like I mentioned earlier, we'll have online ordering mm-hmm. options. So you'll be able to get it no matter where you are. Be patient, though, because it does take a lot with logistics and right. and shipping things so that chocolate doesn't melt. But, yes. yeah. Come and they have an Instagram. We do. We do. We have a Facebook and an Instagram. So go check us out there. I need to post more photos lately. But, uh, yeah, we, I take care of all of that. So if you guys – Is it at Blonde Biscotti? Is that yep. your handle? That is it. Yes. We're already, I already pointed that. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to do it right on now. On it. Gina Marie's on it. We can't wait to see all the pictures of biscottis. Yes. Oh, we need to taste them. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking time out of your life and out of your day. And Uh, tell mom hi from us. Yeah, tell mom hi. Hey, mom. mom. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. (laughs) And um, we love our listeners. Thank you so much. We love you guys. We'll be back. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.